Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for 92.9 The Game Tonight. For the next hour, tune in or listen on the Odyssey app. As we get you caught up with all things Atlanta sports and beyond. We're going up tonight. Yeah, like I say, just turn up and listen. You know? That's the way to lead the show. It's 92.9 The Game Tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome in on a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Tuesday evening, 92.9 The Game Tonight. I don't know. My days are always weird. We'll get through it together. It's Abe Gordon here with you on a Tuesday evening. I should know because I'm missing my championship soccer match right now, Oren. We qualified a week ago, and I said unless the match is 10-15, I will not be there. So uh, good luck to my team. They're actually facing my old team. They kicked me off my old team, somehow fought their way through losing me, but my new team, we've rebounded strong. And uh, There you go. Anyways, no one cares about my Silverbacks soccer league. What they do care about is, is what's happening in Atlanta tonight. And there are quite a few things. We appreciate you joining us and stopping by listening and in advance for communicating and calling on the phone lines or on Twitter as well. If you want to do that, just follow me on Twitter, on X, at Abe Gordon. You can send some thoughts, comments, tweets, and um, certainly the insult is uh, is always appreciated as well, uh, right there. But we've got a lot to talk about, and we're going to get into it with Raheem Morris in the introduction yesterday. I have not had an opportunity publicly to react. I, you know, a couple of thoughts here and there on Twitter, but for the most part, I saved a lot of what I want to say for the show tonight. And so we're going to dive into it because, look, we're going to say what we want about Raheem Morris, and he's charismatic, and he's energetic, and blah, blah, blah. And that's all great and dandy. But I've seen that book. I've read that book. The Washington Commanders opened that book yesterday, by the way. The amount of tweets I got from my old buddies in D.C. talking about Dan Quinn. I can see why everyone liked him. I can see why he's being given another shot. Same stuff we're saying about Raheem Morris. They're saying about Dan Quinn. So, so I'm not going to get too much into some of those aspects. I will say this. Raheem got me pumped yesterday. Hook, line, and sinker, I'm in. But I did not love everything that was said throughout the course of the press conference a day ago. So we're going to dive into that. We're going to start breaking it down in our next segment. But I, I want you to start thinking uh, of this because we're going to take some of your calls and some of your tweets when we get to it. I've got a bunch of initial impressions. I want yours as well. What was your biggest takeaway or favorite comment that Raheem Morris made yesterday? But also, also, after hearing Fontenot and Coach Raw together, 
What is your biggest concern for the Falcons under the new leadership? I, I have one that probably outweighs the others. We'll get to that in due time. But I do also want to pay a little bit of credit to what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks right now as well. Certainly you heard by now that Trey Young is officially an all-star. He was named a replacement today uh, by Commissioner Adam Silver. They don't specify who he replaced. There's obviously two guys that we're replacing. Uh, we're talking about Julius Randle and Joel Embiid, Trey Young and Scotty Barnes, uh, the replacements there on the Eastern Conference All-Star team. Look, not a surprise. Carl said it. Everyone's pretty much said it. Uh, Trey Young deserved to be an All-Star. I- I've said it. I- I've made it known. I believe he deserved to be an All-Star starter based on how the fan voting went. But lo and behold, in due time, he does get the recognition that he so rightfully deserves and becomes a three-time All-Star. Now, that's the news of the Hawks today. But we also have news from the Hawks last night in regards to their game against the Clippers and also potentially news over the next 48 hours, really less than that, 44 hours or so. The NBA trade deadline is coming up on Thursday, 3 p.m., and the Falcons, excuse me, the Hawks have a game between now and then. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But let's go back a day first and talk about what we saw against the Clippers. And by the way, I'm doing this now uh, in a short spot because I got a lot of Raheem Morris stuff to get to. We're going to talk about the press conference, as we mentioned. But Raheem Morris sat down yesterday with Duke Sabell. We're going to hear a little bit of that interview. The GM, Terry Fontenot, also sat down with Duke Simbel. We're going to hear some of that. We're going to react to their comments from the press conference, but also later in the show react to their comments from those interviews with 92.9 The Game, who was live there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium a day ago. Along with getting into the Hawks a little bit later, and then some Super Bowl coverage in our final hour, we'll also go outside the perimeter here on 92.9 The Game tonight also. But let's look at what happened to the Hawks a night ago. This was a loss that ended a four-game winning streak. You cannot deny in the standings it goes up as a loss. But ignoring the fact that it didn't go their way, you can't sit here and tell me that that team didn't play uh, differently than they have looked in some of their other losses. And, And I'm not the first to say it. I saw a number of guys tweet this out. I think uh, our own Andy Bunker maybe mentioned it, but uh, certainly others as well. If the Hawks play the way they did in the loss last night, 149 to 144 against the Clippers, if they look that way most of the time, they are above 500. And so, yes, it was statistically a loss, no denying that. And certainly at this point of the season, with as bad as you've been, there are no moral victories. But, You're talking about a Hawks team that has been trending in a certain direction. I'm not sure that the loss reversed that trend. Now, we'll see what they do tomorrow night in Boston, which is the other aspect of this, because uh, obviously you win four of your last five, or are we talking about a two-game losing streak? And I don't care if those teams are good or not. You need to be good if we're going to keep you together, which leads us to Thursday's NBA trade deadline. And... Is what you've seen over the last five games, potentially six, if you include tomorrow's road game in Boston. Is that enough to convince the front office that you don't need a change? 
We're going to get into that in our second hour. So uh, stick around for that if you're waiting for a little bit of Hawks discussion. Uh, But it's all about Raheem Morris uh, right now. And a couple of things that jumped off right off the bat in regards to Coach Raheem Morris. And, again, we want to take your calls here on 92.9 The Game tonight. So feel free, 404 726 0929. What was your biggest takeaway or favorite comment from yesterday's press conference? And then also, what is your biggest concern from the leadership after hearing from both of them a day ago? I'm going to put that out on my Twitter as well. You can also find that. I'll have to wait to the break because I didn't pre-type it. Uh, but I will get that out in short order and then also take some responses on social media for that. So 404 726 0929. So we're going to carry this into the next segment, but uh, we'll start now. What were my initial impressions from the Raheem Morris press conference that also featured Terry Fontenot? And I guess we'll start there, right? I guess we'll start with the fact that it also featured Terry Fontenot. And I know Terry Fontenot. Uh, the Falcons GM would later go on to uh, address that situation when he joined Dukes and Bell in regards to not being at the press conference when Arthur Smith was fired. And, look, I understand the response that he gave to Dukes and Bell, but I also think that it just simply was a bad look, and they should have known that, and and I don't think being at the facility was more important. I, I really don't. If he wants to believe that, that's absolutely fine. Who am I to correct him in his thought process. But in the overall grand scheme of things, I'm not sure being in Flowery Branch the day of Arthur Smith's firing uh, was as important as it would have been if he were there, uh, especially as it pertains to who's leading the job search. And look, we still don't really know. We know at this point Rich McKay has stepped aside and is working more with Atlanta United. There's still going to be people who believe no matter what that this was Rich McKay's hire and not Terry Fontenot's. I have no idea of all the inner workings. But that certainly, ju- just the fact that he was there a day ago, the fact that he was partnering with Raheem Morris, they seem to have a good working relationship only a couple days in to being uh, you know, co-employees. That is refreshing. That is nice. That is what I wanted to see. And because... I have a lot of faith and belief in Terry Fontenot. I really do. I think he's done an outstanding job with very limited ability so far. A lot of that came from the cap issues that he walked into. But we've had one offseason, and I think Terry Fontenot very clearly improved the team in one offseason with his free agent decisions. We talk about Jesse Bates. But it's more than that. Some of the guys along the defensive line, look, I get we weren't a great pass rush, but we were an improved pass rush. And a lot of that was because of the guys Terry Fontenot was able to bring in. And so I look forward to continuing to let Terry Fontenot, uh, as I've said, let him cook. Uh, Real quick, another little headline uh, that I probably will mention here, not again the rest of the way, but since I haven't been on air since. Uh, Atlanta is going to host the World Cup semifinal along with seven other uh, matches. It will not be referred to as Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The news of that came out today. It's a little boring. 
It's a little flat, but they're going to call it Atlanta Stadium. FIFA has some rules, some legislation against sponsor stadium names. And so, uh, unfortunately, they will not be referring to it as Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I don't know what that means for, like, the signage that's out there. I can't imagine they're going to take it down, put it back up, cover it up, whatever, whatever. But they're referring to it as Atlanta Stadium, which, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, like, maybe brainstorm a little more. But Dallas Stadium, and then uh, the funny one's going to be MetLife. It's uh, New York, New Jersey Stadium. Yeah, like that. Those are the best names we could come up with. Like, I don't know. I don't want to make a mockery of the process, but you couldn't get, like, the, the Peach involved, the Peach State Stadium or something. I, I don't know. Like, I didn't I didn't really brainstorm it myself, but, like, Atlanta Stadium, Dallas State, like, that's boring. It's got to be something better than that. Call it the Lone Star Stadium. Like, I, it just, like I, I don't know. Just come on. A little creativity. Uh, all right. It is 92.9 The Game tonight. I'm your host, Abe Gordon. We are going to break here, and in just about five minutes when we get back, even if it's for the 20, which we will find out just how long our breaks are tonight. I got a lot of thoughts on Raheem Morris, and like I was teasing with Dukes and Bell, look, most of them are good, but I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you guys. There's a couple of things that really bothered me, a couple of things that were said I did not like. It's not going to outweigh the things I did like. I am incredibly excited and energized about having Raheem Morris here. But it just a couple of things jumped out at me. And, and I'm going to call those out the same way I'm going to give credit to the things I appreciated. So we're going to go through some of the comments he made in his press conference yesterday. Is the introduction press conference yesterday. What I liked and then again, like I said, what I didn't like and then ultimately take your calls. What was your favorite comment? Your biggest takeaway, and then also, what is your biggest concern under the new leadership of Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris? That's all coming your way next. It is 92.9 The Game tonight, coming to you live from the Kia Studios on Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in 92.9 The Game tonight. It's Abe Gordon here, live from the Kia Studios on a Tuesday evening. And let's just dive right into it. Like, like, like Raheem Morris spoke yesterday, and generally I thought that fans and certainly the media in attendance 
generally were positive. Now I'm hearing after the fact that maybe that wasn't the case. And we're going to try and judge that from what you guys feel today. Now that you've had some time to simmer and and think about what has been said. Look, I want to go through some of these comments. Kind of what jumped out to me specifically from the press conference. uh, The good and the bad. Because it's not all positive. Most of it certainly is. At least for me. But there's a little bit of negative, a little things that made me raise my eyebrow, give me a little pause and hesitation, and made me question a little bit. And so it goes a couple of ways, right? What was your favorite comment? What what was the best thing that he said yesterday? But also, now that you've heard from Ahim, now that you've heard from Terry together, What's your biggest concern for this franchise moving forward? Because, look, not everything is sunshine and daisies. They've still got some serious questions to answer. I think we all understand that. So feel free to join me. I also just tweeted it out. At Abe Gordon or at 92.9 The Game. What's your biggest concern with the new Falcons leadership? 404 726 Two nine. I, I want to jump around here, and the first thing is that Raheem Morris, and he said it multiple times, both in his press conference and also in his sit-down interview with Duke Sabell, which we're going to hear a little bit of later, called Atlanta home, considered Atlanta home. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. In the grand scheme of things, as a head coach coming to Atlanta, trying to win football games, being home shouldn't matter. But I'll tell you what, it made me feel good. I liked hearing it. I liked hearing that our new head coach has some ties here. That maybe it's a little bit different, a little bit special, a little bit extra. For him. I get it. Just win games. I get it. But in the grand scheme of things, when your sports teams represent you as a person because they represent your city, where you live, your part of the country, which is how a lot of sports fans feel, I'm proud to be from Atlanta because we have the Braves. Because we have Atlanta United. And yes, because we have the Hawks and Falcons. And so when you have a head coach that is proud to represent this great city, it may not mean anything for football reasons. But as an extension of the fan base and as an extension of our city, a guy that calls this place home, That gets me going, man. That gets me excited. And that's part of the energy and charisma that people were referencing. And I want to take some of your phone calls here. I got a bunch of other things that he talked about, but I do want to play one cut, and that's number 14, Orrin. Um, The one question I had outside of the obvious quarterback stuff, which they were never going to tell you directly, there was one question I wanted a direct answer to, and Raheem Morris gave it to us. 
myself personally, I want Jamie Lake to, to get out there and be able to be in front, right, calling the plays, and me being able to be on both sides of the ball so I can really be involved in how we handle situations, how we go about our game management, and all those type of things, just so you can be the entirety of the head coach and you control the football team the way you want to control it. So got some real thoughts in that, got some real thoughts behind that. I can get into depth and how I feel about those things with you, but um, really got a lot of confidence in those two men calling the game, right? Jimmy Lake, the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, a guy that Raheem Morris brought on board, is going to be calling the defense. And I wasn't sure which way Coach Raheem was going to lean. I think it makes sense considering the type of guy he is. And what I mean is that a guy that's been on both sides of the ball, a guy that's got great leadership and energetic qualities – because when you are calling the defensive plays, you cannot talk to your offense during those parts of the game. You're focused on what's going on in the field. And for Coach Raheem, and he said it in a multitude of different ways, trust the guys that he's bringing in. He's bringing in guys he thinks are smart, guys he thinks are leaders, guys he thinks are winners, guys he thinks might be future head coaches in this league. And I think it's an important quality to trust the people that you bring in. And and by letting Zach Robinson call the offense, which wasn't a surprise, but more so letting Jimmy Lake call the defense, I think that's important. Now, again, I I do said I had a couple of negative takeaways from what we heard yesterday. I'm going to get into those in due time, but I don't want to keep you guys waiting too long. I want to hear both what your favorite comment or takeaway from yesterday was, but also... Now that we've heard from the new leadership, what is your biggest concern moving forward for this franchise? Let's start on the phones, 404-726-0929. Kareem, what's going on, man? The ATL show. What's going on, A? What's happening, Kareem? How are you? Hey, man, everything's good. Great, great talking points, man. First and foremost, man, I I drive semi-truck, so... I, I listen to 92.9 all day, every day, and I love the night show, right, because you guys get it's more uh, fan interaction, more more, more interaction. So, Abe, to your point, right, my biggest concern, my biggest concern and um, is what he stated, though, what Coach Moore stated. You know, he's got to find his trigger guy. He, he, Everyone, Ray Charles knows that Atlanta is void of the quarterback coach. Uh, position, right? So I don't really – I'm not concerned by it because, I mean, I think it's all hands on deck. Everyone knows. Harry, the organization, the fan base, the official radio station, everyone knows we got to get a quarterback, right? So uh, I'm praying that we get it together. Uh, but, uh, Abe, I got a question for you, though, good brother. You know, you just said, you know, you was – I guess did you say you kind of – was alarmed or you kind of had questions about uh Jimmy Lake, right? And my question No, no, I don't have is, I don't have questions about him. I just didn't know who was going to be calling the defense, whether it's going to be Lake or Raheem. So I'm just glad they clear cleared that up in the presser. I don't have questions about good, him. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Duly noted. But I think um coach Raheem delegating is the perfect thing to do, right? I mean, it you know, the last regime is over with, but you guys probably can see it. I saw it. Right there were several times I, I saw Coach Smith, you know, head just in his play chart, right? Not really going with the floor of the game. So I'm all about uh delegating. Uh Jimmy Lake and Raheem, they they their backgrounds is the same, meaning 
uh, defensive backs is their, you know, that's their passion, that's their claim to fame. So I can kind of pretty much envision uh, uh, Raheem doing his thing on the sideline and kind of always with his peripheral vision, you know, see what's going on with the D and kind of just, you know, in-game suggestion or in-game, you know, kind of not really advising late, but just kind of how Kirby and Glenn Schumann are, right? Yeah, I, I appreciate the call, Kareem. Is- well, I, I, look, he, here's the thing, and thanks for the call. Sorry, we, we got a, a bunch of calls I want to get to. Here's the thing. I, I just think Raheem has a history on both sides of the ball, and he wants to be involved. And, and you just you can't do that if you're coaching the defense specifically with calling plays. I, I think he wants to be able to communicate with Zach Robinson throughout the game and, and, and with potentially his quarterback. And, and that's just not overly realistic in the flow of things if you're also calling the defense. I'm happy that it's playing out that way. I wasn't sure if it was. A lot of guys that come over as coordinators, be it offensive or defensive, have a tough time handing off that duty. We've seen that in recent years. So uh, I am actually quite um, optimistic that that's how it's playing itself out. Uh, Again, sorry to cut you off, Kareem, but we got to get to a couple of others. Let's keep moving and go to Sean. What's going on, Sean? What's your biggest concern and your favorite comment from yesterday's presser? Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my favorite thing about it, you know, when they asked him what he like most, uh, I guess, about the current roster, and he talked about, you know, Bijan and Drake. So just knowing that he's already itching to get the balls into the hands of our playmakers, um, which I feel like Arthur Smith didn't really do a good job of. Uh, well, Drake was more so because of our quarterback play, but Definitely sure. didn't, I feel like didn't do a good enough job of getting the hand, the ball in the hands of Bijan. Uh, the thing that I dislike the most, which hearing you talk, it's really not a problem anymore, was just hearing that Jimmy Lake will be calling the defense because I'm not as familiar with him as I am with uh, Zach. So just not being totally familiar. Yeah, I, I with mean, Blake Sean, I, I think the thing there is if we trust Raheem, we have to trust the guys that Raheem brings in, right? Like, like that's why I have ultimate faith that Jimmy Lake will work out. It's just I'm putting my trust in this guy, recognizing what a good staff is and pulling those guys in. And so that, to me, is what's important about that. If Raheem trusts him, at this point, I have no reason to not trust him either. And like I said, I'm optimistic about the fact that he will have input on both sides of the ball in-game. And even to the point where he's left to make in-game decisions that – Sometimes he wouldn't make being a defensive guy like, I don't know, whether or not you should go for it on fourth down or whether or not you should take the points. If you're if you're stuck talking to your defense, focusing on the defense, it might be tough to make those decisions. I like that he's delegating. If he trusts his staff, so do I. Thanks for the call, Sean. We certainly do appreciate it. I, I do want to get to something Sean said, though, because he hit on one of my negatives. One of my concerns from the press conference, and I will openly admit, maybe I'm just looking into this too much. It may have just been a slip of the tongue, or he forgot, or he didn't view it as a comment. To me, it felt odd. It felt off. I'll let you be the judge, but but here's one of my, again, it's not a concern. It's just a comment I didn't like. It's not a concern. I didn't like what he said, though. And it was when he was asked about those playmakers. Did anyone else notice that he immediately said Drake London and Bajon Robinson? 
Does it sound like he left someone off to you? Again, I may be completely overreacting. The fact that he didn't mention Kyle Pitts right there as well. I don't. Oren, is it, I mean, is that just me overreacting? It seemed odd. Yes, it was you overreacting. Is it? And that's if look. If that's the case, totally fine. I'm just saying, like, not everything he said yesterday was perfect. In my opinion, that was that was a little that bit was of a, a miss. Oversight there, yeah, not mentioning Kyle Pitts' name. I, I think. I mean, it feels. It feels like an oversight. It feels like if he could do it again, if he saw the way he said it, he probably would mention Pitts. I think Wouldn't he would, you? I think he would say it because of the reaction it caused. But just for me, apparently, I, mean, I don't know. Just, if, I don't know if anyone else called it out yesterday. I wasn't on Twitter moment, that much. Like it's hard. Number one, it's hard. You don't really consider pulled Drake and Bajan pretty quick. I'm well, just those saying, are flashy <laughs> outside skill players. You don't normally usually associate a tight end with being. You know, I know, I know, a high-profile guy, but, but he knows he's not he knows exactly what we did four years ago in the draft at the fourth overall pick. He knows what happened. I, I'm just saying it, it, again. It, it's probably just a slip of the tongue. He was asked a question, he had to answer it quickly, and that's what came out. It's totally fine, but I'm just saying if you're asking me whether he hit home run after home run after home run, I, I thought that was. Maybe a C and I single. That's all. That's all I'm suggesting. Uh, we'll get one more call in before we continue on the phones. 404-726-0929. Again, that was one of my kind of things I didn't love about the press conference. He singled out Bajan and Drake but did not mention Kyle Pitts. Just just made me raise my eyebrow a little bit. Uh, let's keep going with Dexter. What's going on, Dexter? Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Hey, um, to me, man, I think you overacted a little bit. I understand. But – Bashan and Drake, I think Raheem know what he got with them two guys. That's why, that's probably why he called them out. He know they they are playmakers. He know what Pitts can do. That's why he got. That's why Raheem getting his job. He know what talent he got on this team. And you know, to me, let the man have his chance. I think he's gonna be great. I think we're gonna we're gonna do some things on offense. Get that quarterback that we need. I don't know who we're gonna get. Just get that quarterback for this team that we need, man, and strive. We miss, we've been missing playoff for seven years now, man. We, it's, it's time to make this team stand up. So let the man have his chance. Like I said, you overreacted a little bit. He didn't know what Bijan and um, Drake London got. So with Pitt, the other guys, they're going to come through. He know what Adia can do. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate it, Dexter. Look, I I openly admit it's a comment that ultimately has no long term say on what happens on the field. I agree. It was if I'm looking for something where I'm like, hey, that sounded kind of weird. That was a little odd of a response. That that was one of them. Now, Dexter also hit on one of my other concerns. I had two big concerns, or or I don't even know if they're concerns, but negative takeaways from the press conference yesterday. I already talked about. Not mentioning Kyle Pitts when you mention Bajon Robinson and Drake London. That's probably me overreacting. I'll tell you what the other negative one was as well on the other side of the break. We'll let you decide whether or not I'm overreacting to that one as well. That is what's coming up next. It is 92.9 The Game tonight. I'm your host, Abe Gordon, hanging out. Orrin Romaine is with me as well. We're here till 10 o'clock tonight. Having fun breaking down Coach Raheem Morris's introductory press conference. In a little bit, we're going to let you hear from Coach Raheem's interview with Dukes and Bell as well. A lot more to come here on 92.9 The Game tonight. 
live from the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 929, the game and the Odyssey app. Welcome back in, 92.9 The Game tonight. A couple more thoughts on Raheem Morris' press conference from yesterday. I've only run down a couple of them. Uh, mostly good, like I said, uh, but one or two little bad ones. Not, not even bad, that's the wrong term, but just some things that made me raise my eyebrow more than anything else. Uh, again, welcome in here on a Tuesday night, 92.9 The Game, uh, or if you're outside the area, certainly outside of your car, maybe on the Odyssey app. Uh, I'm your host, Abe Gordon. We are here till 10 o'clock tonight. And just to catch you all up, a couple things that I did say I really liked. I I like that Raheem Morris calls this place home. Ultimately, that doesn't help him coach the team, but it makes me feel better. I I like a guy representing us as a fan base and representing our city, um, treating this city the way it deserves to be treated. So I I do like that. I'm, again, not necessarily a good or bad, but I'm appreciative he cleared up who would be calling the defensive plays. Uh, it will be defensive coordinator uh, Jimmy Lake. A uh, couple of other things. Again, I, I mentioned it was more just it made me raise my eye. It's not really a negative comment, but I did find it a little surprising when he talked about the offense and what he's walking towards that he immediately said Drake London and B. John Robinson and didn't mention Kyle Pitts. It's probably an overreaction for me. I totally understand that. If it is, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying it made me do a little double take. That's all. And then there's one other thing that was concerning. And this was something I kind of leaned on in regards to why Raheem Morris got the job in the first place. And... Look, I understand not everything they say is the full truth, nothing but the truth. I think we can admit that, right? That might be telling us what they want to hear, what we want to hear, but not what's actually going on. I was a little concerned about the reported discussions about the plans at quarterback or or the lack of reported discussions uh, him, uh, both Coach Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot said they'll get the staff in this week and start having those discussions. I, I, I tend to believe that's not the case, if we're being honest. I tend to believe that most of their discussions leading up to the yesterday's press conference was, one, about the staff they wanted to assemble, but also the plans at quarterback. I, I just do not believe that Raheem Morris would have won this job from all of the other candidates, 14 of them, if he didn't have some idea or plan that he vocalized to Terry Fontenot, among others. So that that was a little bit surprising as well. What was your biggest takeaway or favorite comment from yesterday's presser? Uh, And at the same time, maybe your biggest concern about the new leaders of this franchise, Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot, as a duo. Let's continue on the phones, 404-726-0929 with Barry. What's going on, Barry? What's going on, Abe? Good evening. Good evening. How are you, man? I know you said you um, had some concerns. So, what you got for me? You, well, yeah, it's just a it's just a thought. I was listening to um when what I had when I was listening to the press conference. As congratulations, Rob. I'm glad he got the job. Welcome home. But to me, it sounded like a safe hire because when he said that Rich McKay has hired him for the fourth time. That made me think 
even though the Falcons organization say they removed Rich McKay from the, uh, you know, from the uh, football role, it still made me think that that's a safe hire again for him to hire him for the fourth time. If he works, if it works out, he come in here and win games, that's a good hire. But that was one of my concerns when he said Rich McKay hired him for the fourth time. That made me think that was a safe hire. That's all it was, and I'll let you have it. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Barry. Look, I think Rich McKay was involved in the process. Uh, but, I, I, I look, if you're talking about Rich McKay hiring Raheem Morris for the fourth time, obviously not all of those hires were his head coach. Like, I, I don't have any problem with, with that the phrasing of that. I, I understand what he meant. Working with Rich McKay, being in the same organization as Rich McKay. Obviously, he was here previously. He was in Tampa a couple times along with Rich McKay as well. So I, I understand that. I, I don't think that this is a safe hire, if we're going to be honest. I don't think any head coach in the NFL is a safe hire. Like, the NFL is so dependent on a couple of playmakers, a couple of positions, including the one you don't have. Like, look, we can sit here and talk about the positivity that Raheem Morris has infected this city with in a good way. I know that's probably the wrong term. It's infected. It's not normally a positive thought process. But you know what I'm saying. Infectious can be good, right, sometimes. But Raheem Morris could be the third best coach in NFL history. But if he doesn't have a quarterback, I don't know what you expect. Like, like, we sat here during this whole coaching resume nonsense with 14 candidates. How many people called in about Bill Belichick? Like, he could be the best quarter, the best head coach in NFL history, but guess what? His teams over the last four years have gotten worse and worse and worse. Why is that? They didn't have a quarterback. And so I don't think there's any type of hire that is safe. Because if you don't have the quarterback, it's not going to matter if you're the best offensive mind in football. I mean, maybe, like, like does anyone here consider Kyle Shanahan or, or Sean McVay safe? Like, I don't really think of it that way. I still think they're dependent on the quarterback. Look, I don't know how good Brock Purdy is. I don't know where he belongs in the elite discussion. But I know he's also not Desmond Ritter. And, and I know if Desmond Ritter were running Shanahan's offense, would he be better? Sure. But he wouldn't be doing what Brock Purdy's doing either. And so I, I just don't know about the idea of that being a safe hire, but I do understand what you're suggesting. In, in the long the lines of Rich McKay, I think they went out of their way to clear up the fact that this is not a situation where Raheem and Fontenot are partnering with Rich McKay making decisions. It is... Raheem Morris, it is Terry Fontenot, and it is their show to move this franchise forward. And, and as I said earlier, uh, to me, that's good. I want Fontenot to have the freedom to do his job. I truly believe that Terry Fontenot has the ability, the knowledge, the energy, all of that to be a legitimate top-tier GM in the NFL. And, and I think he was given partially a chance last year and even more of a chance this year. Now he's got the opportunity to put his stamp on this franchise in a bigger way than just free agency, potentially, by finding a quarterback that this team can win with. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, let's continue on the phone lines. Casey is riding around town. What's going on, Casey? 
What's up, man? I appreciate you taking the call. Um, my biggest concern is not the. I mean, the fact that we're that we're we're looking for a quarterback, obviously, but I feel like we're diving too much into the quarterback, and we're going to overlook. My biggest concern is overlooking the other positions that we need. We need an edge rusher. We, I mean, that that's a given. So if you get a, if you can get a, a quarterback at a at a decent right at a decent price, right? Then you go and you take your eighth round draft pick and you bring in, like you you bring in a, a, an edge rusher to take care of you know of the of the runs and, and containing of the defensive ends, right? <clears throat> then you use that you use the other parts you know so on and so forth to get your receivers, what whatnot, all the way down the line. But that's my biggest concern is we're going to focus so much on the quarterback position that we're going to overlook the other positions that we, that we absolutely need, right? And then my biggest, my biggest thing that I took away from the press conference yesterday was I like the energy. I like the vibe. I like, I like the, 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 you know, Terry Fontenot actually has the, has the power to, to, turn our offense in the way he turned in our defense in with, with, through, through free agents. You know, that that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Casey. And, and look, there's a couple ways to look at it. Look, I, I think a quarterback is the quickest way to take a significant improvement on this team. Uh, I mean, a, a, a good quarterback immediately gets you three wins, minimum. Like, you go from 7-10 and 10 to 10-7, and seven, like, like minimum. Um, but you're right. I don't think a quarterback makes you a Super Bowl contender. I think you need a quarterback, yes. You need a pass rusher, as Casey pointed out. You need uh, probably an upgrade at cornerback as well. And uh, at least one more receiver that you trust to start. No offense to the guys that, that were given a run, Matt Collins and Van Jefferson and Scotty Miller, but you need a guy. We need a guy we can trust, and, and, and right now we don't have that on this team. So I, I agree with Casey. It is not just about the quarterback. Let's get one more call in here before we got to hit a break. Let's go to Ken on line one. What's going on, Ken? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, so um, I don't have any concerns, to be honest, with Raheem coming in as uh, our new head coach. He's been there, done that. If you listen to the league and the players and the coaches in the league, all of them have raved about him. Um, you know, he has experience. He knows what not to do. He has a Super Bowl ring. He's definitely just overqualified, well overqualified. Um, my concern would be, if anything, would be, like we said, the defense. How are we going to keep our defense going from where they went from last year uh, to building upon that? You know, Ryan Nielsen did a great job when it came to building upon a defense with limited, uh, you know, with limited uh, edge rushers, which we all, we all know every Super Bowl team has good edge rushers and has good interior. So my biggest concern is what are we going to do with that front line on defense? Because, again, you cannot win Super Bowls without a great defensive line. Kansas City has always had one. If you think about the teams that played against them, San Francisco, the Eagles, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my biggest concern. But the head coaching hire, I think I think we know that, and I feel like people are just putting too much honest on the head coaching hire and not really on the X's and O's and the personnel. Appreciate yeah, and it. I want to be clear, and thanks for the call, Ken. I don't think I have any concerns about this head coaching hire. 
that I wouldn't have for any head coaching hire. Like, like the quarterback is not a Raheem Morris-specific problem. That was going to be a problem, a concern, no matter who was brought in here. So I, I agree with Ken on that. I, I think the first order of business, honestly, is convincing Calais Campbell to play one more year for you. I, I think you start there uh, and move into free agency after that. Uh, Orrin, do we have time for for one more? Can we take Tim? Let's take Tim in here before we get to our break. What's going on, Tim? Hey there. Uh, you know, I have confidence that uh, Morris will do a fine job coaching. But, yeah, he, one thing I'd just like to say, you know, I've been in business for myself like 36 years, and I can spot a slickster, so to speak, you know, a mile away. I mean, his mouth moves a mile a minute. He says all the right things, all the corporate speak, and, you know, today I heard a report that Russell Wilson may come to Atlanta. They were counting that report pretty heavy. And Sean Payton told Russell Wilson to, you know, stop kissing babies. But I think, you know, if, if Wilson likes to kiss babies, they'll fit right in with a politician like Raheem Morris because he sure seems like a, a baby-kissing politician in my book. Yeah, uh, thanks for the call, man. I – I don't really view it that way, like not even in the slightest, if we're being honest. I, I mean, with the exception of Bill Belichick, who did it in a totally different era, you're not going to get a head coaching job. You're not going to have a head coach that can't communicate with the media. It's just, I don't know. Like like Dan Quinn is out there saying his stuff in, in Washington. The people in D.C. are eating it up. Like, like that's, that's what it takes to impress a regime and get a job. I... I completely disagree. Uh, I, I like very strongly disagree. To be honest, I, I think you get the level of of people in the NFL that are heaping comments on Raheem Morris. I, I don't think that's because he fools everyone, especially not the guys who have seen it up close. The Sean McVay's, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Les Sneeds. No, these guys have been impressed by Raheem's body of work as an assistant in their organization. And they are not surprised he is in the position that he is currently in. So I completely disagree. I don't think he's pulling wool over the entire franchise's eyes, none of that stuff. I think he's here because he's a darn good person and a darn good coach. And uh, I think if we get the right quarterback, he'll be able to prove that. All right, we've broken down the press conference for Mahim Morris. But what about the interview? A sit-down with Dukes and Bell. Got a couple of chunks, a couple of comments I want to get into from that. And that is what's taking place next on 92.9 The Game Tonight. Again, I'm your host, Dave Gordon, coming to you live from the Kia Studios on Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.